0: hey everyone so if this map here looks familiar then it's because it probably is we're going to start off the same way that we did last time with the celtic culture here in central europe called Hallstatt culture after this tiny little place here in the austrian alps But today we're not going to follow the Celtic people towards the west Today we're going a little bit east here to where I live and we're going to have a look at the early history of Vienna because I think that's a really fascinating subject and there's uh, a few really, really interesting facts that I was just never aware of So, we don't see Vienna here on this map But we do know that there have been Celtic settlements here Uh, People have lived here in this area for about 4,000 years They were probably farmers because you have quite a good climate here And uh, quite good soil So, people came here 4,000 years ago and then things changed up a little 2000 years ago when the Romans came now we can see Vindobona the Roman military camp right here along the border so it's called Wien Na It's in an area called Pannonia Which was the name of the province And that's a name that's still in use today Not so much for the area where Vienna is but here towards the east, we still talk about Pannonia. For the longest time, that I thought that the name Wien or Vienna comes from this Roman camp, Dubona, but that's not true. Um, it probably dates back to a Celtic name. In the early Middle Ages and about 880, a document was written that referred to some things happening at Venia, so near a place called Venia, referring to Vienna. And Venia comes from the Celtic word or proto-Celtic word, Vidunia. And that just means a small river running through a forest. At first I thought that probably refers to the Danube, even if it's not small It is a river and I'm sure there are plenty of forests, or there were plenty of forests Vedunia, after all, doesn't sound so different from Danube But it actually refers to another very small river One that is called Wien, so just like the city and we're going to come back to the Wien later on so, the origin of the name of the city of Vienna and of its tiny little river coming out of the forest dates back to the Celtic people and the Romans probably based their name on that Celtic word too now Let's have a look at that Roman camp, and how exactly it looked I'm gonna put this aside for now So, and we're going to have a look at this map of today's city centre, which would be right here. We had a look at this map before too. So here's the interesting thing. The Roman camp really was right in the middle of today's inner city. And we still know where its borders lie So here we have the cathedral, which at the time of course did not exist But one of the largest squares right next to the cathedral is here the Graben The camp then followed along to Naglergasse Tiefer Graben. Followed along somewhere here along Salzgries, And then turned the corner and went up here along Rotgasse And I think the one after that is called Kammergasse So let's fill this in <laughs> We have graben, nagler So this was the military camp, however there were also some civilian settlements um, probably out here somewhere and if you ever visit Vienna you will notice that here at Platz you can also see some um, Roman floors that have been dug up and they had um, heated floors which was quite nice I'm sure so they would have been outside of the actual military camp the Romans stayed here until about 500 and the uh, camp itself of course had a wall around it and also a moat and I never made the connection until I looked this up this place here where we just started is called graben it is what i think of um the central square of Vienna like i said it's right next to the cathedral it's a really beautiful big place with beautiful buildings plenty of cafes you can sit outside um and it just feels like the the central square the word graben is just a regular German noun. It means moat or ditch. And it is, in fact, really because there was a moat here next to the Roman wall. And here on this side we have tiefer graben, so the deep moat, which is because one of the smaller rivers went through here. First the Otterkringerbach and later the Bach. None of those two are still are visible anymore today I'm not sure whether they are underground or whether they've been moved elsewhere But you used to have a small river here up towards the Danube So I thought that was really interesting Now, if we quickly Look back at this map I've already said Mindobunap was located right here at the frontier And you can imagine that this is a difficult position to hold So once the migration period started And peoples were starting to move across these borders um, The Romans left rather quickly at about 500 There is some evidence that the um, camp burned down at that time I'm not too sure if everything burned or not Um, But the Romans definitely left and we don't have too many traces People however did not completely give up on the area However the place where they stayed became a lot smaller so let's mark that too we know that people probably stayed here in this area and during the early middle ages we know of a building called Berghof which might have some um, connection to the Vienna mountains which would be in this area here maybe it has something to do with a vineyard we're not too sure um, but. Berghof basically means um, Berg is mountain, so like a mountain um, building. It was located somewhere here near Marquarelstrasse, Sterngasse, Hoher Judengasse, somewhere here in this area. So the actual settlement that remained in the early middle ages really is quite small but funnily it's also exactly the area where I tend to get lost you have these very very small streets with unexpected corners it's not at all like out here you can see that these streets run straight and parallel next to one another, it's not at all the case here in the center. So that's usually a sign that the way these roads um, have been developed just dates back a lot further that these are a lot older. There's also some evidence that the wall persisted it probably deteriorated it might have been used in some other way but there definitely was a wall around here for quite some time and it stayed like that for a while throughout the middle ages basically um, until the new millennium so after 1000, 1100 things finally started looking up Um, a lot more people came in city started to grow and we finally have some settlement outside of this original area specifically we have something called an Anga this is something that was quite common in the Middle Ages and later too it's basically a green area in the middle of the city in the center It was both used for grazing cattle, but also just for social activities or um, community fests. And in this case it would have been here between Sonnenfelsgasse and Beckerstrasse. and as Vienna continued to grow and gain an importance we finally also have an additional church being built up until that time we had the Ruprechtskirche here which I think is one of the oldest churches in Vienna we have Peterskirche and we have Maria am Gestade And now, finally, in the 12th century We have a first church here at Stephansplatz It would take a while until this church would become the cathedral of Vienna But, you know, things take time Now, the 12th century was um, a good time not just for Vienna but also for the dynasty of the Babenberger who ruled in Austria at the time you probably know the story of Richard Lionheart and how he was kidnapped on his way home from a crusade the people who kidnapped him were the Babenberger and they kept him, not here in Vienna, a little bit further along the Danube and the ransom they got for Richard Lionheart was quite handsome and was used to finally build a new wall and now we're gonna take a look at that wall the map that I have now is not from the 12th century Um, it's a little bit younger, but it is the oldest map that we have of Vienna it's from the 15th century and you can see this new wall built around the city, so the old Roman wall finally got replaced you can see that we have some gates leading into the city we have a number of towers So the um, author of this book says that it's probably not accurate that there was either a different number of towers or that they were uh, located differently However, what we do notice here is that the towers are spaced out more and that there are fewer on the side um, looking into the land and here along the Danube we really have quite a big number of towers so the Danube here probably was the area that was um, most sensitive interestingly we do not see any streets or roads or paths on here um, like I said, even though we are pretty sure that the, so that the lay of the city still followed the original uh, Roman camp, the streets went along the same paths. We mostly have churches. So I guess that tells us something about importance in the 15th century. We have uh, Michaela Kirche, Peter's Kirche. We have a Ruprechtskirche. Then here we also have something new. In red it says, Das ist die Hochschule. So this is the university. And here in the north we have, Das ist die Burg. So this is the Hofburg, which If you're following my channel, I'm sure you are perfectly familiar with it I just quickly want to place these here on the map Because again, it's interesting to see how it's grown The old university is placed here and the Original um, place where the the Babenberger resided was called Amhof. So it's not here where we have the Hofburg today. This would be the old part of the Hofburg, but Amhof would have been. um, Let's just see, we have the Schottenstift, which was also funded by the Babenberger and Amhof would have been here So we see that the original place of the Babenwerke would have been inside the lines of the Roman settlement the University wasn't and the new Hofburg wasn't either What is quite interesting is yes. we can see that the Hofburg at the time really looked sort of how you imagine an old castle we have these four towers one, two, three and a fourth one at the back we have the gate to the castle also looks quite fortified and we have a beautiful red roof. Today, these uh, towers are gone, and of course, the whole area has extended quite significantly. At the time, Augustina Church, which was used by the Habsburgs for a long time, is still a separate building at the time. Today, it's really part of the entire complex. We can see the Stefansturm, the cathedral already looking quite impressive and one funny detail so the uh, Stefansturm was supposed to have two towers but only one was built and here you can see that they were still um, holding out they were still in the middle of building the other tower. unfortunately it never got finished Um, now this map looks quite tumultuous there's a lot happening here we see plenty of horses, plenty of knights up here we can see some fire um, quite a lot of destruction out here in the suburbs so this was I think it might have been around the time the Ottoman Empire made it to Vienna for the first time and this is during a time when you still had the old wall that the Badenberger built and it became clear that this probably wasn't enough and he needed a new wall which they did build here we are in the 17th century and we can see that Vienna really kept growing it's starting to look a little bit like the city that we know today we have the cathedral with its one tower at the center here we have the Hofburg um it's starting to become difficult to really see the original center with the four towers but we're already having the Reichskanzleitrakt tract Amalienburg here's the gate the uh, Augustinerkirche is already part of the complex so it's grown quite fast and all around you have this new fortification to protect the inner city there are also quite a lot of settlements outside of Vienna so many many suburbs the ones that we are seeing here are not the ones that exist today these unfortunately got burned down and destroyed during the second time that the Ottoman Empire made it all the way up here Um, Vienna wasn't defeated however quite a lot of things were lost during that time if we continue We can, however, see that the center really looks very familiar to the way it looks today. From the cathedral you can follow Rotenturmstrasse. Today here you would have Schwedenplatz. You have the Graben here. Here is the Hofburg. This would be the area of the historic Roman camp. So this is all quite expected, with the only difference that you have a moat around the city. Um, both sides of this design. and of course, a wall there are quite a lot of maps after times when the Ottoman Empire was at the city gate I think we're going to skip this. Here again we can see the outline of the Roman settlement Graben, Naglergasse Tiefergraben to Markt. and back up One of the issues that persisted for Vienna throughout the centuries was the problem of flooding Now, I've already mentioned the Wien the small river that Vienna has it's name from today the Wien looks quite harmless but the problem is that it moves into Vienna from an area where the ground can take up very little water so if you do have flooding it comes in very fast and that's why today, inside of Vienna, most of it lies quite deep in a concrete bed the 6th district here, next to the Wien, actually has its name from the many floodings uh, it's called Gumpendorf and Gumpen comes from um, sort of the leftover water that was filled with the flood The other issue, as you can see, is the Danube What we've seen on the previous graphics is only this small arm which today is the Donaukanal This once was the main arm of the Danube but over time the Danube shifted You can see that there are quite a number of different arms so the water finding its way through the land changing its course and of course bringing floods with it It's also the reason that up here, in what today is called Transdanubian you had very few suburbs for a long time The main area for the suburbs really was right here um, around the inner city and interestingly all of this here, this area is part of Vienna today but time when these were created, which is sometime between 1830 and 1846. It still looks very, very rural. You have Vienna down here. And then quite famous names, Haenarts, Wering These are the names of the 17th and the 18th district. Dübbling is the 19th. This Gasthof Pötzleinsdorf Neustift Salmansdorf Himmel Eikubenzelberg Hermannskogel. And here today you would have the vineyards that you can visit and which are very very popular, especially now in autumn from the Kobenzl, you can look down across Vienna and all of this would be full of houses people living there some of them having a very very beautiful view of course either out towards these mountains or down across the city now like I mentioned the Wien got its concrete bed in about uh, 1890, 1895 the Danube has being regulated um, the way it looks now only for about 50 years today here you would have the Donau Insel um, but you can already see some of today's structures like the pata or the our garden should also be visible in this area so this wasn't even 200 years ago and it's really quite impressive how much the city has grown from just one small settlement and an even smaller area that persisted for a couple hundred years into a city of almost two million and a name that dates back even further Say, let's tidy up. And I'm sure you're quite sleepy by now. So feel free to get ready for bed. And I hope you can fall asleep quickly.